You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Together here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. This is Birds 365 with your Mac and Mac guys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. And yes, we're still basking in the glow. A little bit of a victory over the Dallas Cowboys. The team the Eagles have had some problems with over the last four years. Maybe not so much this year with their victory on Sunday night in front of a packed house at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Good day to be a Philadelphia sports fan, J Mac. Eagles 6 and 0, oh, Sixers start tonight. Phillies got the NLCS underway. The, the whole city should just be enveloped in the fact that they've got the only undefeated football team here in town. 
what they're getting to share the spotlight a little with some of the other sports teams here in the city. Yeah, maybe it's good for the Eagles because they're always typically the story. The Flyers have got to, you know, we got to give Kevin Kincaid a shout out with the Philadelphia Union. They're really good. Uh, throw them in the mix. Yeah, I mean, usually it's all Eagles all the time. That's why we exist. It's still all Eagles all the time, let's be honest. But uh, it's probably nice for the Eagles to have a little respite where people are going to pay a lot of attention to uh, the Phillies this week. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Pander in chief back yesterday. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he had the Phillies hoodie on. I'm sure he took it off immediately when, the, when the zoom was turned off. It goes you off. think so, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Went with the Philly red. Here's where I want to go. And we got a lot to break down telling Demarcus Lawrence to shut up. Uh, he kind of kept a low profile after the game, after having anything but a low profile leading into it. Russell Wilson struggling again last night. Where, where did Russell Wilson go? I know he's a little banged up, but damn, did Eagles dodge a bullet on that one. Uh, but before we even go there, the 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 Pander in Chief, who came up with that nickname, by the way? I want to give credit to the person. I think I did. I, Would you? I think. I believe. I, I, hey, I'll give you the credit. I, I have never heard anyone else. else use it. Uh, okay, Johnny Mac. I got to tell you, I flat out love it because that is, and and it's said with a smile on the face, or at yeah. least it is by me. I, I, I by like you. Nick a lot, but I think that kind of stuff is silly. Like I, I you know, I was talking to Jordan Davis uh, last week, um, and somebody that shall remain nameless. You know, he's. Uh, obviously went to Georgie's from, I think, South Carolina, but um, he's a Braves man, and he had a Braves hat in his uh, locker, and he's like, you better hide that, and I'm like, why is he going to hide He's a Braves fan. He's not from here. He's allowed to do what he wants to do. It bothers me that people expect. Danell Pumphrey used to wear his love of uh, Los Angeles on the, you know, he loved the Dodgers, the Lakers. Uh, and he would also often wear uh, Dodgers gear or Lakers gear and he'd get killed for it. Now more because he didn't succeed as a player. So it gets enveloped um, into, you know, people see him wearing that. I always thought it's just nonsense and you have to come into the city. You happen to get hired in because that's what it is. This is professional sports. Right. This is a job. Well, yeah, if, if, if I leave Philadelphia tomorrow and go cover Houston, I'm not becoming a Texans fan, which shockingly a lot of people think, you know, if you cover the team, I, I get this every day. Oh, you must love the Eagles. You have to love the Eagles. No, I have to cover the Eagles. I have to objectively report on the Eagles. It, 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 it You know, win, lose, or draw, it's not affecting my job. So it, it, I... Same thing with the athletes but in a different way, obviously, a different tint. They very much want to win. Jordan Davis very much wants the Philadelphia Eagles to win. He doesn't give a rat's ass if the Philadelphia Phillies win. And that's no, there's nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. How many calls I've taken on that very thing over the years? Uh, the, D Dom Brown used to be a the Philly outfielder who – for a minute was an all-star and then kind of evaporated for the rest of his career was a big Dallas Cowboy fan went to an Eagle Cowboy game and a, how dare he we should yeah. run him out of Philadelphia should not be allowed to play for a Philadelphia team if you don the Dallas Cowboy hat 
I would then respond with, and Rashid Wallace, who's a Philly guy, who played all over the NBA, who used to wear his Flyers uh, sweater everywhere. Yeah. Is he a fraud? Is or, he a bad Mike dude Trout, because he takes his again. Philadelphia fandom to his cities in which he plays? Oh, no, that's cool. You're so myopic yeah. and, and so transparent. It's just all about Philadelphia. It's got nothing to do with what's right or wrong or no, what can no. be done it, or what's it, a violation. And everybody loves Mike Trout. And, you know, he's at the Eagles game again on Monday night. And, you know, uh, he, people would say, well, Mike Trout's going to sign with the Phillies because he loves the <laughs> You know, I mean, he got the big check. Yeah, and Mike did the right thing for his life and his. I mean, he can come back and watch Eagles games. The funny thing about that, yeah, yeah, he's got enough money. So he is a true fan. But I, yeah, I love the nickname you made up, Pander in Chief. And uh, yesterday, yeah, the coach had the the Phillies red on. Good for him. I got no problems with it. Uh, And if you say he just does it for effect when he's doing uh, video conferences, I get it. But I was disappointed yesterday. Nick Sirianni should not have had on a Philadelphia Phillies hoodie. There was a better direction to go. And it did amaze me. Um, Have you seen the T-shirts about uh, Jose Alvarado of the Phillies? I have not. He came out with a statement. It was 10 days ago, two weeks max. Strike one, strike two, good luck. And it was a great quote. And damn if within like 48 hours, 72 hours max, they had T-shirts made up. Strike one, strike two, good luck. With Alvarado's uh, framing on on the shirt. And I saw them at the game on Friday for for the NLCDS. And I just thought it was phenomenal. I was surprised. I Googled this morning, Johnny Mac. And if you you, uh, Google Alvarado, strike one, strike two. Oh, you'll get... Five, six, seven, eight different companies that are. Oh yeah, these. those t-shirt, those t-shirt people are are quick, man. They, they really are, yeah. and I'm kind of disappointed because we're now here on Tuesday morning. I went to Google this morning. I thought maybe I'd be able to order one, a Stoutland University t-shirt. I yeah. thought I thought we'd have that already, and I thought there was a good chance that the coach would be wearing that in yesterday's Zoom fest. Because he does like to uh, take advantage of his platform, be it on Zoom, to talk to you guys and Eagle fans all across the Delaware Valley. I thought we'd already have a Stoutland University t-shirt, Johnny Mac. Are we slipping here in this town? You know, maybe, I think, and I don't know. I mean, the t-shirt people can chime in here because I think they have to take advantage of the urgency of the Phillies run. So I think they're more focused on that because, you, you, you know, Eagles, you can do, you can spend a little time on, I think. Uh, okay. And, and you don't have to have that. You you got to you gotta seize the moment with Philly Sixers Flyers. If they're making a run, you got you to gotta seize that moment. With the Eagles, it's sort of like first 365. You can you can relax. You're good. But you want to be the first, too. So there's I, constantly. Why, why I was a little surprised. And I thought if anybody would have it, it would be the pander in chief of the Philadelphia Eagles. Thing. Yeah, he'll get it because people send him these T-shirts he wears, so he gets all these free T-shirts. And uh, so, if you're a T-shirt guy, send him a T-shirt, and he might wear it. Uh, he might wear your T-shirt. Um, 
but yeah, he'll get it eventually when it does come across his desk and uh, he'll probably wear it at some point, mm. I would think. Uh, and he does. Yeah. I mean, Nick's a great guy, but yeah, I was, you know, the funny thing about the Phillies and the Sixers and the, and the, well, the Flyers haven't been good recently, but the funny, funny thing about that stuff uh, is you'll see the green stuff underneath. Usually if you're live, you know, sometimes you can hide it better in zoom. And as I said, you know, one of the Eagles PR guys is right off stage with, Ready to give him back his Eagles sweatshirt. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I just have fun with it. I, I get why he does it, but and I thought he could have a little fun with his studly offensive line coach yesterday. But if the enterprising T-shirt people in this town, and there are plenty, and they're really good, uh, aren't quite up to speed. That just... and, and by the way, not that he needs it, but Jordan Mailata should trademark that and. Uh... Well, he'd probably give it to Stoutland. But uh Jose Alvarez, he should trade he should trademark that right away. But you you, you can't do it quick enough to, uh, well, for these people. Once once upon a trademarking is something that isn't as easy as uh you would think it is. Yeah. Uh, because yours truly, many, many, many moons ago, coined the phrase flyered up when the Philadelphia Flyers were a very good team in a year where they had a chance to make a Stanley cup playoff. Um, and uh, I said it on the air and someone suggested I should. And I, I made one inquiring phone call and there was a lot of work behind this. And I said, <laughs> okay, thank you very much. And boom, down with the phone and down with any. So I shouldn't try to trademark uh, pander and cheap. You uh, can. But I'm telling you, you put Too much aside, work. No, aside I don't have four enough days time. of your life to, to, to make all the fun. I don't have enough time. You know, the, the most silly one of all was Pat by Pat Riley, right? Three Pete. I mean, yeah. come on, Pat. Stop. But, yeah, but, but he, he, made, he tried. He, he made a chunk of change on that. He actually pulled it off. He did trademark it. Uh, so I, I'll give him at least that. I couldn't uh, never like Pat Riley, never will like Pat Riley. I could tell you Pat Riley's well, stories yeah. that nobody cares about here on Birds 365. But, oh, I'll give him the nod for that one. But, yeah, many years ago, flyered up was a phrase that I coined. And, oh, yeah, the flyered up T-shirts came out and somebody else made money on it. Uh, but don't kid yourself. That was uh, a Jerry McDonald creation. Somebody should take advantage of Stoutland University because, it, in the moment, on Sunday Night Football, it was great. And it's so fitting and on point for how important he is uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, for J Jordan Mister, seventh-round draft pick, Mylotta, now Pro Bowl-level left tackle. Uh, it all adds up. And for, for a Philadelphia Eagles fan, it's something you should be able to get your hands on. All right, one other thing from the Pander-in-Chief yesterday, which I did like. He was asked to address the difference between the first half Philadelphia Eagles and the second half Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you you chalked it up to human nature that they come off the throttle a little bit, that uh, they got a lead, a uh, sense of urgency, all those things. But the numbers are the numbers. They're far and away the highest scoring team in the NFL in the first half. I think I read maybe it was Ruben Frank's column or somebody's column today, fourth most in the history of the NFL, first half scoring and the most since the 2020 Rams, 21 points a game in just the first half so far this year. Um, 
But then for varying reasons, they haven't put up near as many points in a couple of games. They've had to go into there. We're going to use the ball control drive to end this game and run it right down your throats, which is an accomplishment to itself. But um, he did address it yesterday. He said, yeah, we got to do a little more scoring in the second because I don't want my father to get nervous. And my father's got to sweat it out at home because uh, we're not putting the games away the way that we want. I love that. He, he does make reference to his history and his background and where he comes from and worrying about his dad. That's just another reason why you got to like a guy like Nick Sirianni. But he was talking about a legit concern. All right, Johnny Mac, how big a concern is this that the Eagles seem to be a much better first half team than second half team in their six games? Well, I don't think it's been a problem at all um, in the first half, uh, and we'll say half, uh, before the bye. Um, you know, they're 6-0, and so how big of a problem can it be? You know, he, he kind of made reference. He used different terminology than what, what I did, but he said the second half is played a bit differently. So, you know, you want to finish the game if you got a big lead. You know, you – you ship gears a little bit. It's common sense. Now, I think, you know, in the modern NFL, people have seen so many 13 seconds, I mean, would be the most famous. You think the game's over and it's not over. And here comes Patrick Mahomes and the biggest collapse and Buffaloes should be in the Super Bowl. They're not in the, in, in, and I think, you know, people look at comebacks and they see them every week in the NFL and they're never, feeling safe but every time the eagles have have you know been pushed they've answered uh they had the big drive in arizona the big drive at dallas the big drive in detroit they've answered now would you prefer and this is the standard that jalen hurts talks about nick sirianni talks about this nebulous standard would you prefer perfection yes but it's unrealistic and that's where I, I use the term human nature all the time. I mean, I don't know how you combat that. Um, if you're up 20 to nothing, you know, it's like it's like city driving. I'll use a sleigh, city fumble versus country fumble. It's like city driving versus country driving. You're, you know, in the city where you got all this traffic, you're a little bit more alert. You know, you got you to gotta make sure what's going on around – you're in the country. You could sit back, relax, enjoy the view, sit, and, and it's human nature, Jody. It really is. And every time they've been challenged, they've answered. So, from that standpoint, when I look at special teams, for instance, well, no, that's a problem. That's a legitimate problem that they have to clear up. Um, well, but but this, let me let me let me jump in here. Why? If the answer for they score less in the second half than the first half is, yeah, but we're 6-0. and oh. Well, you can say the same thing about special teams. Yeah, the special teams. You've watched it. I've watched it. We can point out where their shortcomings are. Can't the answer be, yeah, but they're 6-0? and oh? Well, the difference is they have been challenged and they have answered. Uh, they haven't been challenged with the special teams' mistakes, uh, and they haven't sort of one games because in other words there hasn't been an evening of the of the the pendulum it's bad 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 on special teams you know occasionally they were pushed in certain games and they answered 
So to me, they've proven with an answer. They keep talking about special teams. You know, Nick made a big thing about coverage and saying, yeah, it's not that bad, <laughs> which is, I guess, comparatively speaking to the returns and the blocks and the bakes and all the failures there. Compared to that, it's not bad. But they haven't done much good on special teams other than okay. Jake Elliott and Aaron Seaposs, you got to be fair, has bounced back after a really bad game, had two good games. Um, but you don't see much good on special teams. You have seen the big drives, 13 plays, 75 yards. The Arizona nine minutes, stinking nine minutes, Jody. Um, I think 852 was the exact number. The the four-minute drive in Detroit where they just they didn't give the ball back to Detroit. Yeah. So everybody's hand-wringing. They didn't get the ball back. They didn't get it back. That's perfect. Uh, that's exactly what you're trying to do. That, to me, is the difference between the two categories. That's true. Uh, because with the offense, they have given themselves some uh, balance. They have given themselves some wiggle room. The special teams. Where, where has been the outstanding special teams? The outstanding first half play offensively as well on record. Don't know that there's any juncture. You suck. Oh, but we're great in this game and especially even this first half of the special. And don't know that they've had that at all this year. So, uh, good point by Johnny Mac. We'll can try and continue to make them, and we'll get a helping hand next. We have moved them around. Uh, we've had them on Mondays, on Tuesdays, on Fridays. Anytime we Friday. plug him in. It used to be Friday at Kratz. Now you exactly. got to get him when he can. He's but a he's, big deal. He's a big deal. Ed anytime Kratz. you can get a superstar like Ed Kratz on the show, you, you do it whenever you can. You just plug him in. You wind him up. You let him go. And that's exactly what we're planning on doing next. Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated. going to jump aboard here with the Birds 365 guys. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients. And we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, 
Give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Birds 365 guys, and we are joined by another football expert, or at least John tells me he is. I'm not. <laughs> we, we love him whenever we punch him up. He does a great job at Sports Illustrated. Been John's uh, co-Eagles insider for uh, a couple of years now. Ed Kratz jumps aboard here on Birds 365. Are Are you feeling like you're missing something on your chin? Because both McMullen and I have some. I got more than him, but uh, you miss a little hair down there. Are you going? gray beard on us for this Eagles run. Join the fray, Eddie Cat. <laughs> no, I'm just making sure I don't have any egg pieces left for my egg sandwich. I, I thought you were I thought you were pondering all the deep thoughts no. that you're going to be um offering up to us for this undefeated Philadelphia Eagles team. I I do very little pondering, John. I just uh, I just wanted to make sure there was no crumbs that uh, from my the breakfast that I just woofed down uh, <laughs> a few minutes before jumping on here. So well, with the, with the coach, no, we have the pander in chief. With you, we could have the ponder in chief. <laughs> Your t-shirts made up. We, we, we anything deserves a t-shirt these days. I I wanted a ninety two forty six t-shirt last week, Jody. Come on, where where were they? The ninety two forty six motivation for the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it, Jody brought up a good point. Uh, Jeff Stoutman University, I thought that would pop up right away. It hasn't yes. popped up. Well, Jody, I'm just stealing Jody's stick, but it hasn't popped up yet. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, uh, the Philly stop is just a sense of urgency that you have to take advantage of it with the Phillies and the Eagles. You can kind of take your time with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess so. But yeah, that was just <laughs> Jordan Milata, man. That was phenomenal. I yeah, loved it. Well I really loved it. Yeah. And then he went out and played a, you know, played a good game. You know, you talked to him afterward, John. I mean, he was in pain after that game. Oh, His yeah. shoulder was yeah. on fire, he said. And yeah. uh, that's how he's going to spend his buy. He said he's just going to stick around and do rehab, you know, for the next week instead of taking any time off he's just going to try to get that shoulder better but gutty effort by Milata and just you know a great quip at the start of that telecast and he was going most of the day against Demarcus Lawrence who yeah uh, for him sorry buddy he ran your mouth before the game and then I can't say he was a no-show because he was in on a bunch of tackles but 
I don't remember him in the backfield at all in Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, Jordan Mailata proved that he had better than passing grades. Straight A out of Statland University because he basically neutralized Demarcus Lawrence in the Eagle backfield. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Uh, Lawrence had eight tackles, um, but didn't have any sacks. And, you know, that's something he doesn't really do against the Eagles. You look up his career stats, he's only got three of them in 15 career games now. But, you know, he's obviously a very talented football player, whether he's sacking the quarterback or not. He can, uh, you know, make plays and make tackles. And uh, Malata did a good job against him, though. and kudos to him. Like I said, he was in a lot of pain. I was really surprised that he played, to be honest. I had a sense that Dillard was probably going to start that game, um, and they would give Jordan that extra week uh, with this bye coming up. But they went right at Malad. He played 100% of the snaps, I think, and uh, he, he, he gutted it out. Yeah, he did. And, you know, you would think Demarcus Lawrence would learn because, you know, he hasn't had a lot of success against Lane Johnson over the years. And, you know, that's one thing, and our buddy Mike Sielski uh, wrote about this, so I'll give him a plug in the Inquirer, but that's the third concussion for Lane Johnson, I think, in five years. And you know how this league is turning with the Tua stuff. Um, and it, it, Nick Sirianni said there was no update. Now, you can't offer much when somebody goes into the concussion protocol, but any reason for concern because of the way this sport is going and they're being very cautious with these types of things and Lane Johnson getting diagnosed with a concussion. Well, yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. There's a concern, you know, the more concussions you have, the greater chance you probably have of, you know, CTE down the line and nobody wants to see that. Um, so yeah, they have to make sure he's ready to return when he does return. And you would think that this week, <clears throat> this week off would help, get him pointed in the right direction, but who knows, maybe they'll be more cautious. You know, I, I always thought coming into this season that this would be Lane's last year for whatever reason. Wow. Wow. Until he said otherwise, right. I mean, he came out and said, he's still in his prime. He's he's still playing good football. Yeah. He is like he's sticking around for a while, but I, I thought prior to him saying that, that this could possibly be his last year, just because of the injuries that he's had, you know, with that ankle you know, the struggle to get back two surgeries on his ankle, um, you know, just what's going on with him, you know, personally and his personal life. I thought there was a chance this might be it for him and the Eagles could try to take a right tackle uh, to take his place, you know, early in the draft. And they still might do that because, you know, I think he's closer obviously to the end than he is at the beginning of his career. But, you know, he said he wants to keep playing. He's still in his prime. His best football is ahead of him. He feels better than he ever has. So I, I don't think that's the case anymore, but, the concussion thing could, you know, throw, you know, a monkey wrench into his plans on that. Eddie, uh, I thought Driscoll, when he filled in for my lot, he gets hurt relatively early in that Jacksonville game on the pick six. Uh, so he misses three quarters of the game and then all, uh, the entire game last week. I thought Driscoll was phenomenal filling in for him. Uh, grading on a curve that he's more of a right-hand side player than a left-hand side player, more of a guard than he is a tackle. Throw him in and expect him to replace a Pro Bowl level guy like Mylotta. I thought he did a damn good job. Not near as good getting back over to his normal side. When Lane went down, 
A um, couple of times he got beat on some uh, pass plays. Uh, certainly trying to block Michael Parsons is one of the toughest assignments in the National Football League for anybody who, like, isn't named Lane Johnson. Um, we were surprised that uh, after being as good as he was on the left side, that Driscoll struggled going back over to the right. I was. Uh, but again, like you said, it's another grade on a curve thing. I mean, that defensive front for the Cowboys is very good and they can make you look lost out there. It, you know, if uh, you're just getting thrown in cold, which he was. Um, but, you know, Parsons is a good player. I thought yeah. they needed to give him yeah. help out there uh, to kind of stop Parsons a little bit better. I, I think as the, he, as the as the half, I should say, went on the second half, Maybe he played a little bit better. They certainly relied on him and his other four line mates to open up some holes in the fourth quarter to run the football. That was encouraging. But, you know, I talked to Kelsey after the game and asked him about Driscoll, and he, he said, you know, with Andre Dillard back now, now Jack can just stay completely on the right side and 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 just focus all his, you know, his preparation on the set, you know, the, the sets you have to make in the pass game you know, driving out in the run game. He can just focus that all now on the right side rather than trying to learn both spots during the week. Um, so that, I think, will help going forward. The Driscoll can now learn just right tackle because Dillard's back to back up Melata at left tackle. And I still I still like this Brett Toth, who, who, who's, you know, recovering from the ACL tear. We see him rehabbing every time we're out of practice. He's, he, he looks good. He looks fine. I've talked to him. He said he feels good. So I would think it's only a matter of time before he returns, and then he gets into the mix at one of those tackle spots. And, I, you know, he might be better than Jack Driscoll. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Driscoll will be better now that he's just able to focus on right tackle, and he won't be playing the Cowboys front again until yeah. Christmas Jeff Eve. Jeff Stoutland so. University with Brett Todd. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think way too many times people don't, take into account the other team i mean that's micah parsons out there yeah that's you know the eagles talked about him all week nick sirianni behind the scenes was talking all week hey if you can't block him read him yeah. they did that a couple times they knew they couldn't block him i mean nobody can block him right he he would be the defensive player of the year you don't have to play against that i kind of blame the coaching staff to be honest and when i was talking to Nick about ball security yesterday. He went off into this hour-long answer. But, um, you know, he took responsibility. He still takes responsibility for that interception against Jacksonville, I think, with Kenny Gainwell. Uh, it was a bad uh, screenplay. He takes responsibility for that. Well, he should take responsibility in Shane Steichen for putting Jack Driscoll out there cold, as you said, against Micah Parsons and expecting something different. I mean, that's the best defensive player in football. Yeah. Yeah. He probably needed some help for sure. Yeah. Um, but listen, I mean, you know, he's showing confidence in Stoutland university, you know, you get your degree from Stoutland university. Right, it's, it's a good great, degree, great, Ed, but world, yeah. man, that was a real world test for Jack Driscoll. Yeah. I mean, that's like giving the master's degree out uh, after one year of curriculum at Jeff Stoutland University. <laughs> that was the Stoutland Junior College or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> he looked as good as he, as he did at left tackle. I was a little surprised, even against yeah. the best I, guy in the National pass. Football League. Um, and I think you make good point, John. Uh, uh, keep a back end, chip a tight end, or yeah. just a little bit of a helping hand for the young man would have been nice. But again, Eagles win. So it By the way, I want to take credit. I My X factor in the countdown to kickoff was Jack Stoll. I thought they would play him more. They played him a, a season high because they came into the game knowing they needed help on Parsons um, with in, injured, admittedly, Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson. And then after Lane leaves, they kind of go away from it. So, again, I have to look at the coaching staff more than Jack Driscoll at that point. Yeah, they stole looked like he was on his way to a career game, and I guess one catch for 21 yards yeah. constitutes well, it was a career, career game. game. Jack yeah. stole. I mean, that's yeah. that career high, I think, in receiving yards in a game, yes. and it came on one catch. One catch. He's a blocker. He's out there the block, yeah. and they had him out there quite a bit. Right. Yeah. But he did make that one big catch. All right, so, Ed, uh, should we just shut down the rest of the season and let the Eagles start preparing for the playoffs because they've <laughs> already put away this division, or – do you give the Giants at five at one still some credit and go, this is not a, a fraud team. They're a legit team. Well, listen, I'll go all coach speak on you and say, you know, Jody, it's a week to week league. You're just trying to be one and every week. Uh, but yeah, listen, the Eagles at, with six wins already in the bank. I mean, they, they've built up quite a cushion here. Uh, they would really have to fall flat on their face or, or just have a really crazy amount of injuries for this to go off the rails at this point. So yeah, they're a playoff team. Definitely. But I like how the NFC East is, you know, playing better. It's not like they're running away with this thing last year, two years ago, they, they'd have a three game lead in this division <laughs> at this point, but you know, the giants aren't going away and everybody keeps saying, well, you know, are they for real? I, I think they're for real. Why wouldn't you? I mean, they've beaten the Ravens. They've beaten the Packers. Granted, those two teams have struggled. But listen, the Giants would have lost to both those teams last year. So, yeah, the Giants are good and they're not going anywhere. They're five and one. They, I think they come into an easier part of their schedule now. Cowboys four and two. They have a fairly easy next couple games. I think they play the Lions and the Bears. They should be sitting at six and two. So, yeah, the, the Eagles lead is very tenuous at six and oh. they have to keep winning. Uh, because these other teams, I think, are going to keep winning right along with them. And, you know, we could see three teams from the NFC East in the playoffs, which would just yeah. be How about that? Yeah. Absurd. I yeah. Mean, so the, yeah, these teams are going to play each other twice because, of the, you know, these division teams always do. But they might play a third time in the playoffs if all three teams from this division get in. And, I, and it's a real possibility at this point. Yeah, that's a fair point. Now, coming out of the bye, though, um, boy, it looks good for the Eagles. You got – uh, Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers burst up at home. Then he got a short week, but your short week, your Thursday night game, you can't get a better Thursday night road trip than Houston and Davis Mills and the Texans. I mean, that's a bad football team. They just don't have a ton of talent. And then you have Washington coming back. And as we all predicted, uh, no Carson Wentz, it's going to be Taylor Heineking now, maybe your guy, Sam Howell, but they want yes. no part of Sam yes. Howell. Sam Howell. Oh, I hope um, it's now. Um, uh, and, and, oh, by the way, Ed, the uh, current day North Carolina quarterback is twice the player that Sam Howell is. Who is the North Carolina quarterback, Jim? A, a sophomore kid. 
um, who's putting up boffo numbers. I've seen him play a couple times. I don't know why I've watched. Well, one week I picked him and I bet him, so I was paying specific attention to the game. I can't think of the kid's name. He's been dynamite for them. He's got a legit arm, unlike Sam Howell. Right. Eddie Pratt's favorite. Sam Howell. Hey. Yeah. But, uh, okay. That's pretty I'll, easy. Uh, that's a pretty easy landscape for the Eagles coming out of the bye. It really is. Yeah, it looks that way. Now, listen, I think the only team in that stretch that can beat the Eagles is the Eagles. I mean, if they come out and they're, you know, they're uncharacteristically sloppy and making mistakes, which they haven't shown the propensity to. I mean, they've only got turned the ball over twice. That's unbelievable. It, it That's is. what I was talking to Nick about. It cannot sustain itself, Ed, or is that just luck? I mean, let's be honest. The ball bounces the wrong way. You know, so you had a bad, not not a bad snap. I shouldn't say that, but Kelsey snapped the ball before Jalen Hurts was ready against Dallas. He managed to get back on the football. You know, if that goes the other way, Could they, they, they've been lucky when it comes to the, the turnover. They're plus 12. All right, which is tremendous through six games. Yeah. The second team in the NFL is plus four. I mean, that gap is yeah. What what can can that continue? Or is that sort of a market? It's gonna go go back to the mean, whatever you want to call it. Is there just too much luck going on in the turnover realm? Yeah, I I think what what you mentioned with like interceptions, I think you can get unlucky there with the way the ball bounces or if a receiver has a ball go off his hands and it goes up in the air and it's picked off. I think that's how Andre Cisco intercepted that pick six. I think Hertz tried to feed it in there. I think it was Zach Pascal. Yeah. Uh, was well, that was double it. coverage, but that you're right. It popped yeah, but up. That, you know, it popped up, they pick it, but I think what they're, what you can control in the turnover arena, if you will, is the fumbling and, they haven't done that. Now, yet. Yeah, Kelsey, you know, snapped it before Hertz was ready on that one play, and they got lucky to recover it. But they're doing a really good job holding on to the football uh, because fumbling is something you can control. I mean, if you have two hands on that ball and the way guys strip at it and, you know, try to punch it out, you're, it's going to be harder to do that. And I give credit to Jamal Singleton in the in this area because we see him yeah. doing ball security drills yeah. and you know, he's an old uh, military guy, went to the Air Force Academy. We wrote about that drill they did at, at training camp with the punt. You know, he's got the boxing gloves and he's punching guys. Oh, man. He's, he's beating the crap out of people. The ball. You know, he's like a boxer. Trying, yeah. and, and the guys, sometimes you see him get it out or they would pull with the ball. They have the ball with the string and they try to pull it out as he's running through the obstacle course there. Sometimes it works, but I think that constant – and they do it every day of practice. We see it when we go out to practice. They do ball security drills at the start of every practice. And I think that's what they're trying to control is the fumble part of it. Yeah, you're going to turn the ball over through the air, you know, on a fluke pass or a bad pass, a bad read, a ball that bounces up in the air. But can fumbles, if you can control those, and they have – then yeah, you're gonna. It's not a fluke. You're gonna continue on this trend of holding on to the football while you're turning it over. They have 14 turnovers. This defense, they have 14 forced turnovers in six yeah. games. That's yeah. that. That's ridiculous. I think the most I can remember having them having, I think, was 27 forced turnovers, and I'm not sure when that was. I think the Super Bowl year they had 19 forced turnovers. I'd have to check that. But um, when you're turning the ball over, you're gonna be a winning team. And Coach Firiani said yesterday that uh, if Joel Embiid wants a little work, uh, yeah, he needs. He by could, the way, he needs yeah. that work because he turns it over like he, he, man. 
like a bakery. He makes well, more turnovers well, than a bakery. Protection is important, and uh, the Eagles are offering to give Joel a helping hand. We got some of those military drills for him. Um, yeah. Drake May is the quarterback of the uh, uh, North Carolina squad this year. Only has twenty-four touchdown passes and three into twenty-two hundred yards in seven games. He's averaging three hundred a game. He's no That's Sam Howell. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This, this guy is going to put Sam Howell in his rear view mirror like you read about. Any record that Sam Howell may have amassed over the last couple of years in North Carolina going by the wayside. I'm just trying to create hype for Washington coming in here. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I, that's the first time Heineke? Or are you jumping on the Heineke bandwagon? Cause he's well, be they are, not they've already, Howell. they've already kind of made it clear. It's going to be Taylor Heineke. So, yeah. 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 But we'll see. I mean, that's a still, that game's still what three, four weeks away. So who knows what yeah, the four, four, four weeks. I don't think Carson's going to be there. I think we can guarantee no. that. Well, we all thought Carson wouldn't be there because he would be benched. Yeah. You know, he's got the broken finger, and we should have thought injury first because, listen, that's just how his career that, That's always is. a possibility. That's true. And to be, fair, to be fair, he was on track for getting benched anyway because they're they're a bad football team. But Yeah. Uh, but, hey, Heineke. Hey, Heineke he won his last game uh, before he got hurt. Got a W on yeah. exciting Thursday night football. I love how Thursday night football is the, maybe the ugliest game mm. I've ever seen. I couldn't turn away for Chicago, Washington because of the incompetence of Chicago mainly. Even uh, more, Washington looked like an actual football team, it, just a bad one. Um, the and then people are saying – The Eagles are – the Bears are on the Eagles schedule in December. Yeah. I mean, they, again, you know, you, hey, can they go undefeated? I mean, who on this schedule? Now the Giants, they're not going to beat the Giants twice. No. They're not going to beat the Cowboys twice. Um, well, they can beat the Cowboys twice. Well, Man, that's, that's a tough spot, I think. That is a Christmas Eve, third game on the road. I think that's a tough spot. But I, I don't think it's going to matter that much. But we'll see. They're more talented. Uh, they're a better team. The reason I bring up that Chicago game, and I'm going to bring up the game last night, because a lot of people I saw on social media, another ugly game. Um, a lot of people saying, well, the Eagles really dodged a bullet. Uh when Russell Wilson wouldn't consider them to Sean Watson as well. And Jalen Hurts has, you know, turned into an MVP candidate. Not going to win it, but he's a candidate. Um, but I think this talks to the Eagles coaching staff as well and what they've done with Jalen Hurts. You know, people assume, too many people assume, that the Russell Wilson in Denver – would show up and be the same Russell Wilson at Philadelphia. I don't think that's the case. I think this coaching staff would have built an offense around Russell Wilson and he would have succeeded. I think the same thing with Deshaun Watson. They built it around Jalen Hurts. I I I give this offensive coaching staff a lot of credit for building an offense because we talk about all offseason, Ed. Jalen Hurts has got to improve as a passer. He's out with Tom House and company. He does a great job on his mechanics. He has improved. But when the games start, Nick Sirianni does whatever it takes to win a particular game. He might run Miles Sanders into the ground against Jacksonville. He might need to run it for 200 yards. He might need to pass it when Minnesota was playing all that zone coverage. He does whatever it takes to win a particular football game. I think that is rare 
in the NFL. Other teams, this is my scheme. You play my scheme. I, I, I give this coaching staff a lot of credit. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, listen, I that said, though, I think Russell Wilson does look a little shell-shocked. He doesn't look like he was. He doesn't have that same quickness, that same ability in the pocket. He almost tries to get too cute. He's throwing passes way uh, inaccurately. I mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess part of it's the coaching, but, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson – doesn't look good either. I mean, that's that goes hand in hand, coaches Wilson, and they did dodge a bullet not getting him. They dodged a bullet not getting Deshaun Watson. And you're right, this coaching staff for the Eagles has done a really nice job putting Jalen Hurts in positions to make plays. I mean, he understands this offense. He's in control of this offense. I think the second year in this offense has helped him immensely. Um, but you have to give Hurts credit too. I mean, there was a a play in that game against the Cowboys, I think it was third and five on that final drive in the fourth quarter. Maybe it was third and four, right around the 45-yard line uh, in the negative side of the field. And he saw two blitzers that looked like they were going to come through the gaps between the guard, the guards in the center. There were two standing there. And then when he snapped the ball, they backed off. And he just took the ball and just followed them, knowing that he could probably get those four yards. And he had to make a sharp cut to get to that fifth yard to get the first down. But I think that was all Hurts. I think that was all an improvisational play by Hurts. I don't think that was a coaching thing. He recognized that those guys were backing off and they weren't blitzing. And he just followed them right up the field and got the first down. That was huge. It kept the drive going. You know, you get the fourth and three or fourth and two there, right, you know, around the midfield stripe. I don't know what Nick would have done in a game like that, he might've punted it away. So, you know, you have to give Hertz some credit too, but you're right. This coaching staff, and we talked about Shane Steich and the offensive coordinator, probably going to get some love in the off season for being a head coach based on how he has helped develop Hertz. He's calling the plays. Now Sirianni really, you know, threw him a big bone by letting him do that. You know, teams when they're interviewing coaches, like when your offensive coordinator You've called plays. So, yeah, I think Steichen's very much in the mix for a head coaching spot, and he's done a great job, him and Nick both, developing Jalen Hurts and the quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson. Uh, You know, really behind-the-scenes guy who's working with Hurts on his mechanics, uh, and he looks really like a completely different quarterback. So, yeah, I give give the coaches a lot of credit. You're right. Yeah, John, let me ask you a question about that. If Sirianni is that good at tailoring an offense specifically for the skill sets of his quarterback, why didn't it kick in last year? The only difference between this year's offense and last year's offense is A.J. Brown. And I'm not going to minimize A.J. Brown. It's a hell of an addition. Mm -hmm. But it's the same exact five offensive linemen. It's the same three running backs. It's the same tight ends. It's the same other wide receivers, Quez and uh Devonte smith so they made one is aj brown that big a difference if they're uh genius at being able to take their quarterback and emphasize his strengths why didn't it happen last year well it did i would say it did in the second half of the season remember when nick got here well yes number one personnel is a big thing and i've talked about aj brown he's been the domino where everything kind of falls into place so that's a big part of it I don't want to downplay because A.J. Brown has been great. And even when he's not catching the football, he's got an impact on the game because he's making things easier for everybody else. Um, So I don't want to downplay that part of it because that's a big part of it. But 
when he got here as a rookie head coach, yeah, he was uh, he he was trying to make Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie happy. He was trying to do what they want: throw the football, eleven personnel, throw it all over the field. That's not what he had, and he had that uh, sort of come to Jesus moment at two and five, and said, "There's too much on his plate. There's too much on the quarterback's plate. Let's scale it back." Let's build the offense around what he does well. And they took off in the second half of the season. Um, and it was very impressive in the second half of the season. But make no mistake, it was a – and I don't even call it a run. You know, Jody, I don't call it a run-first offense. I don't call it a pass-first offense when they're passing the ball. It's a Jalen Hurts-first offense because he's a very unique player. Uh, plus one in the running game, however you want to describe it. He's very difficult to deal with. They started taking advantage of that early in the season, which is throw the football, throw the football, throw the football. And he got back to what he was in Indianapolis. Now, he wasn't in charge, but remember what they did in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck retired. They had to go to Jacoby Brissett. They had to go to Phillip Rivers after that. They built three entirely different offenses in three years uh, around the strengths of the quarterback. And Ed can tell you, they love Shane Steichen, uh, Nick Sirianni, Kevin Petullo as well. They love Philip Rivers. They never stop talking about Philip Rivers, uh, how smart he is, what he could do with the line of scrimmage, all that kind of stuff. Now he's a 40-year-old guy, been playing forever. Um, young quarterbacks can't do what Philip Rivers does, so you have to build a different offense. Now I bring up Justin Fields in Chicago – they hire Luke Getze, who's with Aaron Rodgers, and he parachutes in and says, all right, do what Aaron Rodgers does, Justin Fields. Well, he's going to fail. That's what, where I think the Eagles coaching staff is great. That's my opinion. They have built different offenses for different quarterbacks, and that seems like common sense, but it's not very common around the NFL. People run their offense and they put the quarterback in their office. Well, let, me, let me put it this way, John. Uh, we can all agree that the Eagles, even if you just look at the second half, take the two and five start, everybody's growing pains, put them all aside and just judge it from when they went to a Jalen Hurts offense. Compare last year's second half to this year's first six games. Is the improvement more because of coaching or more because of Jalen Hurts and just I his own personal improvement, ability to throw the ball on time, accurately. Um, I think he was as good a leader last year as he was this year, so I don't think that's changed. But do you think the improvement is more Jalen and the work that he's put in and how he's grown or the fact that the coaching staff decided, all right, forget about trying to please the owner. We're just going to do what's best for us in evaluating our entire team. Ed, I think it all all is part of it, but uh... – I would think yeah. the, the most part is personnel. The most part is A.J. Brown, I, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. let's get Ed's thoughts. Well, yeah, um, I think I think it's some familiarity, too, right? I mean, Nick yeah. Sirianni came in, uh, saw, you know, was kind of under this mandate to let's see what Hurts can do because we want to see if we want to extend them. So he built his offense around Hurts. And, and John's right. A lot of coaches come in and they bring their scheme and then they try to fit the players into their scheme rather than looking at the players they have and then building the scheme. And so I think Nick came in and tried to build the scheme around Jalen and realized, Hey, it's not working. We have two wins in seven games here. 
let's change our scheme a little bit. Let's change our approach and give the ball. Let gets get some more players involved here. Sanders and Howard and Scott and, you know, these guys that were running the ball last year. And now you're seeing more familiarity between the coach and the quarterback too. These guys know each other a little bit better. They understand what they can do and what they can't do. And they're playing to those strengths. And a coaching staff that has that flexibility that doesn't come in married to a scheme is going to succeed. And we're seeing that. And AJ Brown, man, I mean, you're right. That, that to me just kind of brought it all together. Um, in that game, it was kind of funny when we saw Brown and Diggs kind of barking at each other early in the game, you know, in each other's face. And Brown was asked about it afterward, what was going on. And I loved his answer. He said he was trying to assert his dominance over <laughs> us and I wasn't having any of it. Uh, so, I mean, that is to me just speaks volumes of the type of player. Not only is he good, you know, as a, as a pass catcher and getting open and running with the ball in the open field, which is really when he gets the ball in his hands, he's fun to watch what he's going to do with it. Cause he's just yeah. not going to fall down or, you know, try to pick up a yard or two. He's going to try to get every single yard out of that, that pass that he can. And, but he also gives you that, that edge, you know, to say to Diggs like, Hey man, you're in our house. You know, you're not coming in here and beating us. You know, he went right back at Diggs when Diggs is trying to assert his dominance on their home field. So I like that about Brown, too, his attitude. And he's brought it all together, in my opinion, with Hurts. Yeah, there's a familiarity coach, quarterback, but Brown brings it all together and he helps make this thing work. Yeah, AJ, you think about that touchdown, Ed, which was, I'm looking at it, uh, 15 yards. Um, that was a little sort of that little misdirection flip into the flat that has worked so well for him. Typically, when you see a wide receiver out there and they turn the football off the field, you're like, all right, he might make somebody miss. AJ turned that football off the field. I'm like, all right, that's over. Touchdown. Nobody's tackling him. They're not, they're not taking him on. He he he's uh so dominant in, in the open field because he's so big and so athletic. Yeah. Normally, you gotta make a miss if you're a receiver. AJ's like, well, I'm not. You're not going to tackle me. Pretty yeah. impressive player. I always say I knew he was good. I didn't know he was this good. Exactly. And Brown talked about that. He said all he had to do was outrun Micah Parsons. He wasn't sure if Parsons was going to, you know, leak out with him to try to cover him. But yeah. Parsons was kind of – he looked like he didn't know what he was going to do because Hurts puts so much pressure on you as a running back. Yeah. That he was just kind of frozen in space there thinking, all right, his hurt's going to run. I got to be ready. Meanwhile, Brown's five yards behind him. It's an easy pitch and catch for Hurts. And then Donovan, I think it was Donovan Wilson, number six for the Cowboys around the five yard line. He wanted nothing to do with yeah. that tackle. He and, tried and, to go up high and yeah. just kind of bounced off him. It was so easy. And, and such by the way, he's tackling. one of the more physical safeties in the NFL. He is Donovan Wilson. He's known for big hits as no, much as you can that be. Known. Play. He wasn't no, on that's that what play. I'm he saying. Nothing to do they with wanted. Him. They wanted no part. And if you see AJ, yeah. you understand why they want no part. Swole Batman. Swole Batman. Swole Batman. Between you and I, I was actually more impressed with the catch he made leading to the second touchdown, which got him down to the five. Devontae was the one who got yeah. the cast and chips and make the catch. But that that catch. I thought was even more impressive than his touchdown catch. He is that good. Johnny Mac, I remember you and I talking about it when they acquired him. And shame on me. I got to admit, I was wrong. I had him just outside the top 10. One day here on Birds 365, we went through it and ranked the top 10 receivers. What they've accomplished, what they project to do, trying to do a balance. And I had him at number 11. 
Oh no. Yeah, I, I had him outside the top ten too, which by the way is not an insult. We got right. like we're insulting him. That's still very good. But he's been even better than that. Absolutely. He's a, he's a great player. I remember great. remember our top twenty five Eagles rankings, we had him what, fourth, I think, or third? I mean, we maybe second. We had second. him second. Yeah, I I had him second overall. I forget what you had him. Me too. I I'd him. have to look. But yeah. um yeah, I that, that's how I'm, I thought very highly of AJ yeah. Brown when he got here. I knew he was a, a yards after catch guy. And Jody, that play you're talking about, that 22 yard, that that's what I'm talking about. When he gets the ball in his hands, I mean, he turned that play from what was it, you know, I don't know, an eight yard gain or a nine yard gain into a 22 yard gain because he was able to sprint outside, cut the corner, and guys were pursuing him and they finally were able to get him down. But that's that's what he brings, man, is that yards after catch, which is fun to watch. I can't remember the last time the Eagles had a receiver that was that no. dangerous once he gets the ball in his hands. No, because T.O.'s different. As big as T.O. was, he was – you know, the game has changed. Now yeah. you have all these underneath throws, but you bring up – and we kept you too late. I apologize, Ed. At KratzESI.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. Um, he, 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 that play, the touchdown play, you brought up the point where – that also emphasizes the difficulty of Jalen Hurts because you're right. Micah Parsons caught in between there, uh, didn't know what to do. Um, do you go after the quarterback? Do you try to leak out with the receiver? That's yeah. the difficulties that Jalen Hurts, and that's what the coaching staff does with them. They yeah, put you in that conflict, right? In that conflict as a defender. You're, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't because if he would have leaked out with Brown, then Brown's blocking as. Jalen Hurts is sweeping the edge, and maybe it's a 15-yard touchdown run for Jalen Hurts. So, you know, that's a tough position. And that, and you're right, the coaches designed that. They schemed that, and, and it, they, they played that out to perfection on that play. All right, I'm going to throw one more before we let you run, Ed. Teams that – and, you know, I use this from time to time. Some people say <laughs> I use it too much. Uh, the quote-unquote Vegas odds, the gambling odds, call it what you want. It's no longer just Vegas. It's basically everywhere. Anybody who's got an app can be you know, wagering on the NFL games and NFL futures before the season started. The defending champion Rams, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the San Francisco 49ers, and the, uh, who am I forgetting there? Oh, uh, that Rodgers team up yeah. there in Green Bay. Yeah. All were shorter odds, odds to get to the Super Bowl than the Philadelphia Eagles. They're all for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. three and three that's not great if you're gonna plan on going to Super Bowl you might be better than three and three after six games and there are modicums of how much they've achieved in their first six games give me one from column a and one from, from column b one out of those four teams who are all favored over the eagles when the season started did you go all right slow start stub their toe oh they're gonna be there when we get to the final bell come playoffs in january and one team that you go yeah, Mac, they're not good. They were overrated. That Good luck getting them back anywhere near the Super Bowl because I'm not seeing it. Which would you say is the team you would 
uh, most have fear could get it turned around and which one do you think is actually in a buried mode? Well, uh, I think the team that can turn it around would be the 49ers just because I, I really like that defense. I like their coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's potential head coach if a team wants to, to hire a, a defensive coach. But I, I like their defense. I think you know they lost to the Falcons, obviously. Tough Falcons trip. moved it right down the field, first possession of the game. Ran it right down their throats. I was watching that game. I was surprised by that. Yeah, I, I was surprised that the Falcons won. But that's a tough trip coming across country. Um, but I, I think it's the 49ers for me that can turn oh, okay. this thing around. Uh, just because I love their defense. I think Kyle Shanahan will eventually figure it out. You wonder if Mike McDaniel was the brains behind that operation. Now he left and he's in Miami. Now they started out three and zero, and now they're three and three. So uh, the team, I don't think that can turn it around probably would be the Packers, uh, maybe the Bucks. I mean, the Packers to me, I thought were overrated coming in. I know they got the all world quarterback, but he has no weapons. They didn't do a good enough job putting anything around him. They got nothing around him and it's showing. He's frustrated. And Aaron Rodgers, when he gets frustrated, oh, yeah. isn't the same guy. <laughs> and then in Tampa, you have a, a situation where Tom Brady's taking every Wednesday off. He's going through all this personal angst at home with his wife. And, um, you know, he's 45. Let's not forget that at some point. Father time always wins. So I'm not sure the Bucks can turn it around either. I like their defense, but I don't like their defense as much as the 49ers. So I go 49ers can turn it. I don't think the Packers and Bucks will. Uh, I don't remember the other team. Rams. Oh, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams, they might be able to turn around. They all, But that, that Super Bowl hangover thing for me is a real deal. It's hard to recapture that same energy, enthusiasm, intensity for 17 games uh, that, that you had the year before as a Super Bowl champ. Now, they might turn it around if they can figure it out. Three and three, plenty of football ahead for these teams to do it. That's the one thing about the Eagles they've put – six wins in the bank. They have less, they have more of a margin for error. These teams at three and three have reduced their margin for error and need to get it turned around quickly or they are going to be on the outside looking in. I'll tell you why it's Tampa. Two words, Todd Bowles. I watched Todd Bowles coach the Jets for a couple of years. Great defensive coordinator, not head coach. And there have yeah. been guys like that in the league who have been phenomenal coordinators, get a chance at the big chair and they just can't do it. And that might be the case again for time balls. Eddie, we kept you a long time. Thank you very much for uh, hanging with us. As long as you did, feel free to go back to eating eggs. I have a dentist appointment, Jody. I got to okay. get a little dental. Yeah, make sure one. you then get all the eggs out. Uh, do, some, yeah. <laughs> do some flossing before you that's head out. My next step. That's my next step. Thanks, Ed guys. From Sports Thanks, Ed. Here with some birds 365. All right. Mac and Mac coming back. Here's what we're going to talk about next. We talked about the roster and the coaching staff, and a great job Sirianni's done, and the improvement in Jalen Hurts. We haven't mentioned that Roseman guy in a while and how he did a real good job, other than uh, we mentioned how good A.J. Brown is. That was a Howie Roseman acquisition. Howie might have to get back to work because we got a trade deadline coming up, and Howie is notorious for in-season contract extensions. Oh, there's a line at his office right now because guys are playing well yeah. and the team is 6-0. and And, yeah, Howie's going to be kept busy. I'll pick Johnny's brain about what is Howie going to do during this bye week and the next couple of weeks thereafter. We'll do it all here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. 
go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. John McMullen and Jody McDowell, your Mac and Mac Cards 365 guys. Appreciate you streaming on in. Hey, hit that like button. Why not? Uh, unless you truly hate us. And if you hate us, why the hell are you streaming in with us anyway? Uh, <laughs> if you're here, you might as well uh, give us a little bit of a pop and give us a little help with our, what is it, algorithm, John? I, yeah, algorithm. YouTube yeah. stuff goes over my head, but uh, you could... You could boost our algorithm a little bit uh, if you hit that like button. If you're an Eagles fan and you're happy about being 6-0, and even though John and I have exactly zero to do with that, but one of the two of us did actually pick the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl before the year started. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Feel yeah, I did not do that, but I did it for all the people that say I'm a hater. I have picked them every week, so I picked them to go 6-0. and yeah, you're, now, you're sometimes, 6 and 0. I'm 6-0. Sometimes I didn't pick them to beat the spread, and I've been 
But you wrong, did this man. past week. Yes. You had him. Yeah. You had him winning by nine. I had him winning by seven. So of course, Eagles won by eight, right in the middle. Yeah. Split the difference between you and I. Uh, so we both uh, had the Eagles winning and covering at six and a half. Which, oh by the way, Brett Maher lining up that fifty-some odd yarder late in the game. Uh, I thought. I thought my wager was dead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Maher was making the Eagles going to win the game. They did what they had to do. Uh, it's a strategy that's been used before. Kick the field goal and then try the onside kick. I you like know, that something. strategy, by the way. Yeah, I, and some I, people just don't get it. Yeah, oh, you you down by that, man. You got to get the touchdown first. Yeah. No, you don't. You no. got to get two scores. You so get it doesn't two, matter yeah. which order they come in. If yeah. you got to take the field goal first, so be it. Here's the problem. You got to make the field goal. And Brett Maher didn't. Thank you, Brett. Because uh, I had the Eagles. And I think that was 59 yards. So, yeah, I don't know about the odds in that. I, I believe it was 59 yards. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that, to me, is a little bit too long. Um, Maher's I, got that I'm, kind of leg, though. And, and, oh, by the way, it had the distance. It would have would have got over yeah. the crossbar. Now, if it's Justin Tucker, who missed one, I think, this week. But typically, I'd let him do whatever he wants. But, uh Certain other guys. Uh, who was the New Orleans kicker? Uh, made a uh, 60 yarder in uh, London, and then he almost made another 60 yarder. The double doink. Uh, that was pretty impressive. Uh, Will Lutz. Uh, Lutz. Will Lutz. Yeah. And uh, Butker made one from 60. Oh, ah, yeah. 62, I think. Butker. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're seeing 60s, and I thought Maher had a chance to make that one. But for those of you who not only root for the Eagles, but maybe also wager on the Eagles, you got the double W this week, the win and the cover, if you were uh, banking on your Philadelphia Eagles. All right. A bye week, Johnny Mac. We know that the players get downtime. A whole bunch of them will be coming into the facility for rehab purposes. Um, we talked about my lot in hour number one that uh, he, as well as he played and neutralizing big mouth Demarcus Lawrence, um, he admitted after the game, despite uh, proudly coming from Stoutland University, pain is pain and is pain. Doesn't matter how much tutelage you get at Stoutland University, you can still be asked to play in pain. And he did just that and did it quite well. Uh, some guys will be in for uh, rehab stuff. But other than that, Eagles getting downtime. Not Howie Roseman. He might very well be busy. Uh, we've got. It's a Tuesday. So it's two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, today's Tuesday. Two weeks from today is the NFL trade deadline. In comparison to both major, all Major League Baseball, the NBA, and even the NHL, which has their trade deadline way late in the season, um, the strategic placing of the trade deadline always fascinates me. The NFL has done a great job because they've continually moved it back. They've noticed that there aren't too many things that the NFL trails other sports in. One of them has been buzz around the trade deadline date. Uh, you and I have been around long enough. The trade deadline used to be like after week three. It was ridiculously early in the season. So you couldn't even evaluate whether your team was good enough that you were going to make a playoff run and you could upgrade and should upgrade and be willing to give up draft picks. They've strategically moved it back over the years. So now it's going to come up two weeks from now into November. Eagles going to be active at the trade deadline? Is uh, uh, Howie Roseman certainly done that before. The name that gets most often mentioned, I would say, was Jay Ajayi, which was a key addition in the Super Bowl yeah. year. You think they're going there this year, J-Mac? 
You know, I never say never with Howie because he just likes to do stuff. He likes to be active, so to speak. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything um, eye-popping, you know, special teams. I mean, he might pick up a special teams player. Um, you know, if he can do something that can help this football team win, and everybody brings up Jay Ajahi, I, I do think it's different. You mentioned some of the other sports. Um Baseball, basketball specifically, I think it's easier to integrate people than football midseason and and certainly at certain positions um, like running back. Jay Ajahi, you bring up, it's easier to integrate a running back than it is a wide receiver. Golden Tate it didn't work out very well. Um, it, it, same thing on defense. It's not as easy to integrate. You saw Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you know, they acquired him late in the process you see some growing pains. Now it's starting to get a, a little bit better. Um, so I, I don't think there's going to be a, a big splash, uh, but he, he likes to be active. So you can always, if some, something comes across his desk um, and it could be something as simple as a special teams player. Um, sure. He's always, he's always, um, checking into things, but for people hoping for Christian McCaffrey, no, uh, you know, Brian Burns has been a, why would Carolina trade Brian Burns? I mean, that's a young player you want to build on and where's he going to fit into this team? I, I, I don't want to mess with this team as far as the core of this team. I don't want to mess with it. I, I don't want to mess with it at all. Um, and I think Howie's smart enough to don't mess with the core. If you can add somebody who makes you different, a role player, a special teams player, yeah. But as far as a splash, no, I don't. This team's too good. Don't mess with it. I agree with you, John. Um, the thing that's most telling to me is, yeah, who's he replacing? What what guy are you going to go out? That is yeah. going to step in and you're going to take out of your lineup. And yeah, I'm talking offense or defense. I'm not talking special teams and say, we're upgrading at this position by acquiring this player because we need to replace this player. I don't think they have a player on this team that you, they're starting 22 right now where you say, yeah, we need to upgrade that spot. He's Okay. Maybe even you say he's good, but we can get a very good or a great player at that position. We need to do it because we should upgrade at that spot. I don't think they have that on the 22 starters right now. There isn't the guy where you say, yeah, here's the one place where they could get better. I don't know that they have that. So, yeah, what it comes down to is basically can Howie find out, figure out, and then give a legit price, not overpay but not underpay, for a special teams guy. And that's not easy. That, that's some heavy lifting that Howie's going to have to do. He's going to have to depend on his scouting staff that have noticed that this guy is a value at a special team spot. That's more scouting than it is just take, oh, he's got four special teams tackles. Really? You're yeah. going to use the analytics to figure that one out? No, it's got to be done on a scouting level. That's, I think, the only thing that Howie could or should be doing to upgrade this team in the next two weeks. Yeah, I'm, you know, even somebody like Burns, and I bring him up because obviously the uh, Carolina fired uh, Matt Rule. 
um, our buddy Mike Kay's down there now covering uh, the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer. So, um, you know, kind of have an insight on that team. He's like, they're not going to trade him. But you could argue he, he'd be better long-term than, say, Josh Sweat. But why would you do it in season? Even if they were willing to trade, it would cost an unbelievable amount. You have the growing pains of getting somebody, even somebody talented in season. Yeah, you're replacing a really good player with maybe a slightly better player with a bigger upside, who's healthier long-term, all that, blah, blah, blah. But it just doesn't make any sense. And, and Christian McCaffrey, as I've always said, same thing. Panthers fired their coach, fire sale. They already traded Robbie Anderson. Um, they want to get out of the McCaffrey business because they pay him all this money, and he's always hurt. The Eagles loved him coming out of the draft. Nobody questions his talent. He's one of he is the most well-rounded running back in the NFL when he's on the field, which isn't often. But what what why are you going to mess with the season Miles Sanders is going is having uh, uh, for that kind of price tag and what it's going to cost to acquire him? I really don't think a lot of people think these things out past the, oh, that's a good player. I want that player. And here's the thing about Burns. You didn't touch on You gave us two or three legit reasons why it probably doesn't add up. He's on the last year of his rookie deal, which means he's going to get paid. If you want to keep him, and why would you want to rent a guy like that for the price it's going to cost and then say, all right, we make our Super Bowl run if not – yeah, we can't quite afford him. We're going to let him walk away because we're already committed to Sweat. We're already committed to Hassan Reddick. We can't pay over $10 million per for another defensive end. That's part of the problem. And if you say, oh, the cap's going up. The cap's going up. Yeah, Howie Roseman's great managing the cap. Well, he usually is, but how much of an increase are they looking at quarterback? What, yeah. what is Jalen Hurts playing for this year, Johnny Mack, as a second-round draft pick on the third year of his rookie deal? What's he pulling down this year? Uh, uh, less, uh, Far less than two. Closer to $1 million, I was so. going to say, it's mm-hmm. under two. I know it's yeah. under two. It's under two, yeah. Right. Um, and, and next year, he's going to play at a, a significantly smaller number again. But then, oh, my God, is it going up? Uh, we're, we're looking, as of right now, it's 40-plus, right? He's oh, looking yeah. at forty million plus. Oh yeah. The question and is, and is by the way, you talked about you talked about extensions in general, because uh, they have a lot of people they have to address. Uh, T.J. Edwards, Bradbury, Kaiser White, you know, all those defenders on one-year deals, um, on and on and on. Uh, Miles Sanders. Now you got to talk about him back in the conversation, having a great year. This is not the time to work out extensions when you're six and zero. I mean, you're as a GM, you're not hoping you're losing games, but you're also know when your leverage is highest. And believe me, Howie knows when his leverage is highest, and it is not right now at this particular moment. Understood. All right, let let's take a quickie time out here, John. Then we'll come back. Let's go through some of these guys. Uh, By the way, even, we got Bob Groats. I don't know if you saw him. Late edition, Bob. Oh, Groats I did not know. Uh, Groats is coming uh, up next. Yeah. So All hopefully, right, cool. uh, we'll do a break. We'll get to it with Bob. We'll we'll see what he thinks because uh, that's interesting. The extension uh, conversation. Bob Groats uh, going to join us next. Did oh, before we go to commercial, and maybe Groats isn't listening yet. 
Who was the first one to ask him about Bob Bradbury on Saturday, on uh, Monday night, Sunday? Uh, it was either me or Kratz, Kratz probably. Okay, yeah. We love Groats. I love Groats, but he just missed the boat on uh, Bradbury's not that good because he missed that tackle in the opener against the Lions. <laughs> He's been pro bowl, all pro level since that missed tackle against the Lions. Phenomenal. I think he's actually been better than big play slight. I know big play gets the interceptions, but just pure coverage. Bradbury's been every bit as good as uh, uh, don't call me Darius Slay. Uh, we'll come back, talk to Bob Groats. He's up next here on Birds 365. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Birds 365. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. And that handsome fellow down below us adjusting his phone 
to be able to hop on the air with us is Bob Gross. He's checking his whereabouts. He doesn't know where he is. No, no. I, I was wondering who you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know if somebody was creeping up on you. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, There's been a lot of, of that too. I don't know if yeah. you guys are reading the the news, but uh, yeah, you got to watch out for that. Yeah. Make yeah. sure those mirrors are working. Yes. You got to. Don't want to. Six and oh, Jody. Yeah. Uh, Gross. Here's where I'm, I'm going to give you credit, but I'm also going to just tear you down. Um, you, when you've been on with us, have pointed out that this is a doable schedule that the Eagles could get off to a fast start, and they can beat that team and that team and that team just through. And you talked 100% right, by the way, Bob Gross. Possibility of ripping out to an undefeated start well into the season. You had that one dead on. Uh, for the reasons that you came up with, more power to you. I didn't think they were going to be 6 0. I am going to the Super Bowl, but I didn't think they were going to be 6 0. And you certainly did. did say I that did that was the talent. I did mention the talent, too. You did. Except yeah. for the cornerback across from Darius Slay. Because uh, yeah. I you, think he's ordinary. I, I don't know what you're this still saying that after the way that he's played. You're telling me you still think Bradbury's ordinary. Jody, you got a bad knee, and you could probably keep up with him in the 40-yard dash. This guy is the definition of slow. How How is he one of the most highly rated cornerbacks in several different analytical statistical categories? How's he doing it if he's as slow as molasses? How come the Giants had no room for him? The Giants... They messed up no, their don't cap. Don't tell me it was just caps. No, no, no. It was no. absolutely cap. I talked to Find Bob Papa. I talked to you... Bob Papa on Sunday night, the voice of the Giants, who's been with that calling their games for uh, almost two decades now. He gets great inside information. They wanted to keep Bradbury. They couldn't. They no, had to I... do something. They had to cut somebody, and they thought he was the guy that they were able to replace with the guys that they had via the draft. Oh, by the way. Those they, young giant cornerbacks are actually playing pretty well. So they, they had are the they're right good. That's, on I, it. That, that's my point, Jody. They they're good. Yeah. They couldn't even trade him. I, Nobody well, wanted I, to trade him because the whole world knew they were yeah. gonna cut him. No, no, completely no, because obvious. Because he's 30 years old and he's on the back end of his career. And you know, I'll still stand by this. All your analytics and stuff, no one has been thrown at more in the red zone than it, since the start of 2021 than James Bradbury. So, you'll, I mean, if they ever play a good team, if they ever t- play a team with, with uh, good receivers, you'll, you'll see that. And, so, we'll see it. By, we'll, by we'll, the way, they're, they're by the way, in this I, game. I, I, I think Buffalo is the only team that fits into that category. So, we're going to have to wait to the Super Bowl. And yeah, I think that's gonna... kind of the story of this season. This is the this is some of the worst football I've ever seen, All across the board. Uh, it's not parody; it's bad football across the board. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to get Jody more upset because, well, I don't know. I don't know if this was a a stick or not by Bob at the game, but he he had kind of taken the baton from James Bradbury, put it on Devonte Smith. So where are we with Devonte Smith? He's just not explosive enough for you. What? What? What he's is? Not, but he—he's not. He should be the third option. It's that simple. Well, Goddard. Yeah, you can make that. You can make that argument. Starts with AJ Brown, then Goddard, and then Devontae. 
That, well, that's, that's fair. I, I thought you were going quiz there for a second. Yeah. I was gonna, oh. I was gonna reach through the, the the computer screen and grab you by the neck. Yeah, because Dallas is so good. I don't have a problem with that. But but I, you know, Devontae's a really good player as a second receiver. Um, I don't would think they he have, would they have drafted him if they had gotten AJ Brown. I don't think so. Uh, if they would have gotten Justin Jefferson, they wouldn't have drafted him. Yeah, there's a lot of what. No, no, no. If they had, if they could have traded for AJ Brown before the 2021 draft, would they have drafted Devonte? No, I don't think so. No, they might no. Yeah, but they didn't have any interest. You know, that was brought up to Nick Sirianni in the lead up to the Cowboys game. It was evident. I w- because I'm surprised, Bob, that more Eagles fans haven't latched on to the Eagles getting Micah Parsons or could have gotten Micah Parsons. They could have if they stayed at, what was it, six originally? Um, They couldn't have at 10. The Cowboys wanted Micah Parsons, so they weren't going to trade out. They made made sure the Eagles. I understand. They they they, made sure the Eagles were going to go offense. They Um, decided that the Eagles were. Were more of a th- were less of a threat at the time than the Giants, or they would have let the they wouldn't have traded with the Eagles. I mean, yeah, they barely I, got anything. Yeah, so I I'm not they were not interested in Micah Parsons, which in hindsight is probably not the best thing. But there were a lot of teams that didn't know what Micah probably, Parsons was. Probably, oh my god. Well, yeah, they, I'm surprised. So why were, haven't what? Why haven't more Eagles fans latched on? Is it just because they're six and zero? They're not thinking about it because yeah, I think because they got Reddick, they got sweaty, they got BG. They're doing, they're getting the job done. That pass rush is getting. I mean, they're doing it. It, it yeah, as it's a good I pass rush. And see, Bob, Bob went there. No one was thinking about it except maybe John McMullen and the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody was thinking about uh, Michael Parsons as one of the top pass rushers in the league. No, yeah. he was a no, good all-around linebacker who made plays in the in the running game, covering people. Shoot, Collinsworth said the other night on TV, he thinks he could play any position on defense, including cornerback, safety, linebacker, wow. defensive I line. I don't agree with that. I, he may have overstepped but the I was the but only, the I was the only he one. He was that, good, that corner- good a player. Can I say this about cornerback? He beat Bradbury. By oh four my legs God! You're dash. so you're digging yourself up a friggin' hole. The He'd guy's going to the laps bubble, ahead. buddy. <laughs> four now, laps. Uh, now right, Bob, right, Bob knows. Three. Bob knows because Micah Parsons has short arms, short little T Rex arms. Yeah, um, that was supposed to be the knock on him. Yeah, I mean, and I said no. The guy can rush the passer. I take credit for that one. I, do. I'm the, I even the Dallas Cowboys didn't know. Well, He's not Nick an Fier- off-ball linebacker. Nick Fierro thought he was pretty good too. You yeah. and you and Nick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, we'll give Nick credit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me let me jump back to where John and I were uh, going before we punched you up there, uh, Mister Groats. And James Howie's, Howie's activity <laughs> list. <laughs> Howie's He's activity list over the next two weeks. Uh, worried about adding a key special teams piece. Doing what Howie's been very good at doing the last couple of years, getting that key extension for one of their core pieces that is on a short-term deal as of right now. What is Howie going to be doing to keep busy these next two weeks when his players are resting and relaxing during the bye week? 
Yeah, they do need a they they need they may need two core special teams guys. You know, a couple of veterans, and uh, that can really take charge. That that's what they haven't had for like three years. Like a vet, you know, who, who like a Chris. Remember Maragos, what he did for? Oh that yeah, team? oh sure, tremendous and, special teams. Who player. was the other guy? Who was the linebacker? The six five guy. They used to bring him in late. Ryan Brayman. Yeah. Okay. They need those kind of guys. They need just a couple of those to to get that. Uh, I mean, their techniques. Um, maybe you know Britton Covey. His returns have been okay. Maybe you want to look something there. Although I think uh, I, I really think that they ought to look at uh, at that position. Devonte Smith a little bit more punt returner. I don't think he's going to get hurt. And um, I mean, he's he's really good at avoiding it. So I think that would give him a little juice. So they need a they need juice at returner on special teams. And those core special teams guys, I don't think you'd see, you know, the every week breakdowns. Every week something, you know. Uh, they've been they've been fortunate that uh, that hasn't come back to to really get them. So, um, and uh, in terms of uh, of uh, signing core people, they they've been really good. The Eagles have been really good at getting these guys to take hometown discounts ahead of time. The only one who didn't do it was Goddard. He hung in there. Yeah, and, I mean, he bet on recently, himself. Yeah, he hung in there and uh, and he got he got uh, I I think a little bit better deal. But yeah, uh, who who are they going to sign? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. They can't. I mean, the quarterback obviously is the guy you want to you want to sign, but and they him can't, you do can't do with him you can't, until after yeah. the year. Right? Well, you have TJ, you have you have Bradbury, your favorite. You have Kaiser White. You have uh, Chauncey Gardner. I don't think Bradbury comes back. I don't. I don't think he. I agree with back. you, but for different reasons. Yeah. I think he's going to get more money then the Eagles are willing to go. They may um, have to help him get in his car to leave. You know, he's tired, man. He's a, he's a tired man. <laughs> they, they I, may hey, Groach, I got to give you credit. You take Hater to a new level. You really do. You, <laughs> you, you Here's the bar, and then yeah. there's Bob Groats as a hater. Yeah. Just unbelievable. You are a no, Pro Bowl no, hater. I, Much I like James Bradbury I is a Pro Bowl level upgrade. player. You're a Pro Bowl level hater. I that love guy it. is still an upgrade. He's still an upgrade. I love it. But I will say this. Howie is smart, as you know, Bob. This is not the time to extend people. He does not have leverage right now. 6-0 and is not the time to extend people. He's too well, smart. If you, if you want to give him a hometown discount, it is. Well, yeah, but they won't take it. They'll say, oh, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... I think I'm, they will, yeah. I'm 6-0. They- now, TJ might take it because yeah. I think he likes that... Uh, the Eagles, oh, we lost Bob for a second. Uh, hopefully we get him back. I think TJ is, you know, is respectful and understands the Eagles gave him an opportunity. I think he's he's somebody who might be willing to take a hometown discount because a, a lot of teams, he was undrafted. He was a great player in college, went completely undrafted. Nobody would give him an opportunity. The Eagles did. I think that goes a long way. The other guys... Kaiser, Chauncey, uh, James Bradbury, they don't have a history here. They're one year guys. They're they're mercenaries. They want to yeah. they want to get paid. Yeah. What about who would you sign first? And I, I've been thinking about that. Would would I want Kaiser more than TJ? Oh, by the way, Epsi. I forgot Epsi. You gotta yeah. sign Epsi too. Yeah. I, I I'm I gotta be honest right now. I mean, uh, as well as uh TJ has played, I might want Kaiser before him, but but not long-term. I'm not talking, you know, I'm talking maybe a two-year deal. 
So I might want Epsi first because I think he might be the guy most likely to sign a cost-effective deal. He's been a a good player. There's a bunch of good cover guys that safety-type corner guys in this draft, and they're going to have New Orleans pick, and I think right now it's a top-10 pick. So they could get uh, they could do something they could do something like that um, in the draft. So yeah, that's I, a good point. I don't six think that's pick a, right now. Six pick yeah. in the draft. Yeah. yeah. By the way, have have either of you guys seen this Miles Murphy of Clemson, the defensive end? This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> he's just I, a, he's just an offense wrecker. You know. I, I mean, I, and I watched the Clemson game the other day, and did I didn't. You? recognize him as well, uh the elite defensive player still Miles Murphy you say yeah oh my okay. god he's uh, like so six that's... seven about 275 280 and he just runs over people they they double team him and he runs over him he he was rotating a lot in that game I don't know maybe maybe he was a little banged up or something but uh yeah you're right I mean I, I watched that game too and uh and I didn't see him in there every single series so but when he was in there he just crushed people so but, you know, you're looking at him and uh, the Ohio State quarterback is two of your top five picks. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And then, uh, and then you're going to have a bunch of – this is a pretty good draft. So the Eagles, are, they're in good position for that. So I, I guess that, that speaks to what you were talking about, John. I mean, what are the – I mean, it's not like they have to do anything with these extensions, you know. Like, there's going to be some guys they can bring in, you know. Yeah, or, or top draft. ten pick is going to be – now that you don't have to worry about quarterback, that top ten pick potentially – if the Saints continue to go the way they're going, that's going to right. be an opportunity to get a really good player on a cost-effective deal for four years. That's yeah. exactly what the Eagles need. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner groats here uh, as a hater, and I'm not a hater, but I'm just going to question something which might not go over well because I'm questioning a guy who's a general manager of a squad who's six and zero. Did Howie miss the boat? by not going multi-year with Kazir White. Because we did bring that up when, when he traded for him, yeah. didn't have to give up at the, when they made the, the free yeah, agent. I nobody else was giving I, him. Yeah, I, I think that guy's pretty good. He's better than I thought. I, I, I'll say that for sure. Yeah, I, 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 I did uh, question it here on the dating side. Really only a one-year deal. If you get him to come in, why can't you get him for two years? Because how he's great at uh, given the massive contract right. with those voidable oh. years on the back end. Right. I did question it, and, and White has played well enough. Will we be, crit- be critiquing Howie Roseman if Kaiser White goes elsewhere and Eagles only gave him the one-year come-in-and-prove-it deal? Well, they got your guy. Don't don't forget your guy, Nakobe. Yeah, Nakobe. I He's mean, waiting in the wings. They're going to have to get him some snaps, so. I don't know what yeah, they but were did. They which came first, Nakobe's draft or Kaiser signing? Right, but uh, to your question, I mean Kaiser White, I, he, he's good. I, I thought I was a little skeptical because they they've been bringing in the leading tacklers of bad defenses, and I never I, I don't think that's a good thing. Like the Minnesota guys, you know, it's like can we look at a let's look at a bad defense and let's bring in their leading tackler, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and get him for cheap, you know. Yeah, I thought that was another one. I thought this was another one of those. Yeah, moves, but but the he's Paul Warlow's of the Eric Wilsons of the Ooh. world. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure they gave yeah, him an. Opportunity. We haven't used poor Paul Warlow's name here on Birds 365. Yeah. Well, he was a big tackler at one point. I, I like yeah. I like he, what a nice guy, man. Yeah, Jeez. really nice guy. Nice guy. Um, so was guy. Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson was a nice guy. But, local uh, guy. 
Yeah. Warlow, isn't he the uh, TNT champion, uh, Johnny Mac? Or Wardlow? That... Yeah. Oh, okay. This is Paul, the great yeah, he... Paul Warlow. Get it, yeah, get it. confused here. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got to tell you this, Jody. I was in Marcus Hook on Saturday for the statue uh, dedication. Uh, it's a statue of Billy White Shoes. Mike Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. We had we had Ray Dinger on uh, WIP on Sunday he morning. Spoke. And yeah, he, he said he was uh, shooting the breeze with you on Saturday. Ray, Ray did a great job at that ceremony, too. He, he's just a natural. With uh, he, he said a few things about White Shoes. and, and uh, But anyway, White Shoes is there. He's winding down to the end of his 12-minute, 59-second acceptance speech. And he still, <laughs> hasn't done the, he still hasn't done the dance, Jody. And I'm, I'm there. Okay. And I'm thinking, he's 70 years old now. <laughs> it's not like he... He gets out Is of the he, car. Right, and goes, you seventy now? No. Yeah, he's damn. That's what I said. I I did a double take. I I had to confirm that. So, so yours truly said, Billy, can you do the dance? And he did it. And I immortalized. He's immortalized on video. It wasn't real long. It was like a three second dance. But in three seconds, that guy did what he did back in the day. Oh man, what a great guy though, and what a what a richly deserved honor. Yeah. And by the way, Ted, I, I I was talking to Ted Cottrell was there as well. Oh, yeah. great uh, former longtime defensive coordinator in this league, uh, Chester guy. Uh, he used to crush a, Peyton Manning every time they played Peyton Manning. He's the only coordinator to shut out Peyton Manning on any level. Yeah, he was he was he was a heck of a assistant coach for a long time. Um it, it, it you know, in in this Delaware County, obviously Delco with you, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Ted Cottrell, you showed me the picture. I was like, Wow, these guys are from from this area. I didn't realize it to be yeah. honest. It's I been think a while. Ted Cottrell is, is one of Billy's biggest fans too. Billy's kind of soft spoken and uh and Bill Manlove was there. You remember him, Jody, right? Coach at Widener, all those years, won a couple of, of uh, Division Three titles, and uh, uh, just a great day. Oh, my, Kurt Weldon was there. You guys will be happy to know that, right, <laughs> Congressman? Oh, yeah. Oh, remember, yeah. When in doubt, get out and make a speech. Ted Cottrell, <laughs> by the way, he was a Jets. Uh, I think he was a Jets D.C. at one point. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, think uh, I know he's a coach. When Herman Edwards DC? was there. I believe so. Under yeah. uh, Herm? Okay. I, I, I would have to look that up, but I believe But it was I a great day. Him. Great day was had by all. I never saw Marcus Hook look so good in my, in my life. As a matter of <laughs> fact, that's, that's the first time I've ever been there where I could see the, the sun. Nice. Uh, 2001 to 2003, Jody. Jets defensive coordinator. DC. Okay. Yeah. I remember as a coach. I don't remember as the defensive coordinator. All right, uh, Bobby. Uh, who would win? A 40-yard dash race. 70-year-old White Shoes Johnson White or, shoes. James Brad, or James Bradbury. White Shoes. White Shoes beats him yeah. in the 40. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I I really like him. Yeah. He's got he's still got a good get-off. Yeah. I know you got to run here, Bob, at Bob Groats. Yeah, uh, I, I got to get rolling, guys. Hold on. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I got wait, one wait, wait. more. I got one more. I got, I got, I got one more. One more. Is I today, got one more. Better is, uh, pump returner. Uh, for the Eagles, Billy White Shoes Johnson or Britton uh, Covey? Oh, Br Britton Covey, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> still can. He's Covey over White Shoes, but not Bradbury over White Shoes. Yeah. My God. All right, is today a happy Tuesday, Johnny Mac? 
Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So uh, are you going to be in attendance to uh, talk to the D.C. of the Philadelphia Eagles today, Bob? Oh, uh, no. I, I got a, I got another show to do. Yeah. I got okay. I gotta no, uh, then, then, John, will you ask the question for Bob today? Uh, how, 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 how the defensive coordinator has been able to hide the fact that uh, James Bradbury is slower than molasses. Yeah. Will, will I, you ask I, that I, question for Bob today? At look the, who he's uh, covering. Who's covering the best receiver, Jody? I mean, come on. You can figure this out yourself. <laughs> you are unbelievable. I, I love you, but you are Darius just. player forever, yeah. All right. And we're so glad you weren't carjacked because you do pay attention to the yeah. phone when you're on here, and we thank you very much. Keep your hat on a swivel, Bob. All right, you guys. Always a pleasure. Good. Bob Groats from the Delco Times. Uh, what? Who's he write for again? Delco Times, right? Yeah, Delco, Delco. Times. Yeah. Uh, he is a piece of work. It's just, I love. He's a dog with a bone. You talk about dog mentality. Yeah, That's him. Yeah, he he's would. not giving up on the Bradbury's not that good thing, despite evidence to the contrary. Week after week after week after week, this guy does not. Even the touchdown that they tried to give to the receiver against him, they had to go to replay to go, yeah, no, he played that just well enough to make sure that the receiver didn't get the second. Yeah, Bradbury's such a, yeah, he's wrong. Bradbury's such a, a smart player, too. He's not the, the, to be honest, he's not the the fastest cornerback in the NFL, but he he's so savvy, so smart. He's a great zone corner. He's great for what the Eagles play. Uh, he's a perfect fit. He's played at such a high level, but I, I'm now I'm going to upset Eagles fans because I'll tell you there is one guy who is not, now he's been fine, but man, the Eagles a lot. I shouldn't say I hate to generalize. A lot of Eagles fans overrate Kaiser White. I mean, he's been fine. I, I mean, he's not. I, there, there's no way the plan for this team is to extend T.J. Edwards and to get N'Kobe Dean on the field next year. That's the plan. Now, if it works out, you always you always have questions on on, on young players and, and rookie players, but that's the hope. And look, he's been fine, but I, I, I constantly hear Kaiser Wake. I mean, come on, guys. There it's been right. it's been Johnny, Johnny Mac, you're putting it on the Eagles fans, say Eagle fans are overrating him. Who do you think is going to get a bigger contract this offseason? Kazir White or Edwards? Uh, TJ, because TJ will get multiple years from the Eagles. Uh, Kaiser will probably get another one-year deal somewhere. Yeah, okay. We'll, 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 we'll debate that one over the next nine months. I think White's going to get a bigger deal. And it's, probably, and it's probably going to be elsewhere. But if we're talking guaranteed money, yeah, I think he's going to get well. The only reason guaranteed only reason. money per year, and you're right, Edwards may get an extra year. But if you're talking about guaranteed money per year, and I think that's a fair way to judge the actual value of a contract, yeah, I think White's going to outdo Edwards. Well, I I should say if 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 I'm wrong, and Eagles fans are right, and again, I don't want to generalize, but the Eagles fans that that believe Kaiser White is this tremendous player and he's a good player i'm not i'm not being bob groats he's a good solid player uh nothing more nothing less um because of the position he plays he should get more um because you know they value 
uh, weak side linebackers more than uh, middle linebackers in this league, money-wise, financially, um, because of the shifts in the, in the game. So he should get more. And I go back to last offseason. Contracts tell you a lot. And you said, why didn't they give him two years? Well, they didn't have to give him two years. That's, you know. Right, but but if they lose him, if he goes elsewhere, you can absolutely in 2020 hindsight, I don't even have to do it in 2020 hindsight because I did it right here on Birds 365 when they announced the signing. Maybe a multi-year deal for Kaiser would have been a better play. Oh, you can uh, – I'm going to second-guess Howie Roseman if uh, they do not keep Kaiser White this offseason because I did say it the day he signed. But, You're but, right. But, the you league know, and, didn't dictate it, but I dictated it. And, and by the way – Nicobe's a big part of this as well because they have somebody waiting in the wings. Um, if they didn't have Nicobe, that would change my my thinking. Uh, but they do. So I mean, and that's sort of a lot of things factor into this. The quarterback factors into this because then you you're looking for players like Nicobe Dean to step up because you need younger players on cost effective deals as opposed to going out and getting better and players are going to get paid more um, once you start paying the quarterback. Uh, so a lot of things factor into it. But, but yeah, you mentioned when the Eagles signed Kaiser White, they didn't think they were getting Kobe Dean in the third round. Right. You know? uh, so that kind of fell into their lap. And now, you know, the goal is they want to get him on the field at some point, hopefully. Uh, but it's as you and I have said a couple of times, and you know, there might not be a bigger fan of N'Kobe Dean than me. The guys playing in front of him are playing too well. They had a, they had a, oh, both, yeah. both Kaiser and Edwards had mediocre games in Arizona. Both of them came back with well above average games this past week. So they both had one bad. They'd been great for the first four weeks, both of them. They both had, they, I guess they kind of play hand in hand. Uh, neither one of them played great last week against Arizona for me. And then uh, both are more phenomenal Sunday night against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying they're trying to get Nicobe Dean on the field this year. I'm saying moving forward, you know, the hope is that he's going to be a starting player next season. Next season. All right, but uh, here's one where you can give us some info. Maybe you got off, off the record or whatever, so you don't have to make it attributable to anybody. Truth be told, best position for Nicobe Dean to play. What do the Eagles think it is? Oh, not what Nakobe thinks it is. Not what anybody else thinks it is. What the Eagles coaching staff believes. What do they think Nakobe's best position is? Oh, weak side linebacker. You sure about that? Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. If you get, if you're getting it from a source, and I'm just getting it from my observation. I I, I will say, I'm getting it from the biggest source possible that I can't give up. Okay. Uh, All right. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. I mean, there's size issues. There's there's size issues at, at middle linebacker. And he's very smart. He's very instinctive. Uh, and they think he can he can be a a very good pass coverage linebacker as he gets some experience. But um, he's too small to hold up at middle linebacker. Yeah. Um, he was phenomenal. He was playing against SEC-level talent, was phenomenal at Georgia. So... I don't know why he can't play it in the the, the NFL, but that's oh, he fake. can play it. It's just you know, it, a, a lot. You know, he's smart enough to play the position, um, but you know there are T 
TJ's 240 pounds, man. He's he he and, he, and what do you think Nicobe is? 222. So we're talking about 18 well, pounds different. That, that that's, that's all the difference big, in the world, 18 pounds. That's a big difference. That is a big difference, Jody. That is a big difference. Um they probably list him at more than 222, but that's a good number because they list him at more than he is. Um, you know, I, Eric Wilson is a, is a perfect – we were just talking about Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson is too small to play middle linebacker in the NFL. It makes a lot of tackles, makes him seven, eight yards down the field, or did when he was in uh, Minnesota um, and when he was here. Um, and Houston and the 17 other cities he's been since he left here. Uh, too small. Um, yeah, the 240 to 220 at linebacker, that is a big, big okay. difference. We'll, we'll see how this plays out. He, John McMahon, Jody McDonald, you know what we got to do? Come back, put a ball on the show, run out of time here on Birds 365. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean.
You got Jay Mac and Jay Mac with the bow on the show here on Birds 365. And John, you said earlier it's going to be a happy Tuesday, uh, which means you're going to hear from Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, both uh, coordinators today. And Michael Clay. And Michael Clay. Don't forget Michael Clay. How, how, now, you've been doing this for six weeks. We won't even go back to last year, just what's happened. Time frame on each guy. I know it probably varies week to week. Is Clay always the shortest? No, if you're up there, we're going to ask you questions. Uh, he, he's got to be up there for as long as everybody else. So it's about 15 minutes, sometimes a little bit, uh, a little bit less, but it should be 15 minutes. Is there a chance that he'll be up there longer than his two uh, brethren? Because no, the Eagles special be. teams is not a strength at this time. No, it, it never goes longer uh, than 15. They cut it off, but uh, he'll be up there. Um, a lot of people say, what do you ask? There's always stuff to ask. So, you know, he, uh, yeah, he's got to go through the ringer, uh, all right, but he's so been going through it all year. He knows, he knows the drill. One question and you may, it may be you, and then you could certainly dictate it and absolutely guarantee you're going to be right. But you don't know that either. First name the chain that uh, Jonathan Gannon will reference when questioned today. It'll be determined by the question more than anything else. I get that, but what'll be the first name? Well, Jonathan of- lately has been doing an opening statement, so he will get All right, the then as per his opening statement, what individual I, Eagle I'm player will to, he name first? I don't have time, but I'm trying to stall. I'm trying to think of, uh, I, I would imagine it would probably be Bradbury. Either here, uh, CJG, right? Oh, yeah, CJG. Sorry. Yeah, Chauncey, most likely. Chauncey. One of those two. He's, he's yeah. got to go D-backs because they were phenomenal again this week in the uh, victory over the Cowboys. Sorry, yeah, Chauncey. Sorry yeah. for the three Cooper Rush fans left out there. <laughs> All right, uh, J-Mac, we got to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, we got your boy Mike Gill joining us tomorrow. We'll work up somebody else. Um, tell uh, JG, I said... Uh, Hello, and tell him he's being disrespected by Bob Groats, since Groats isn't going to be there. That, he isn't. James Bradbury is. Well, got to die on the. You got to die on the hill, I guess. If you isn't it hill. by extension also a shot at uh, the the. Well, JG takes enough shots. What do people want from JG? By the way, top five at everything. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Uh, partner, uh, I say we're back in two and two. You good? Let's do it. Catch you tomorrow, everybody. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.